You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard. My name is Dustin Gold, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. Folks, feel free to drop us a donation if you appreciate the show and you want to contribute, folks. you got to get some skin in the game if you want us to keep pumping out this level of intelligence. It is donorbox.org slash Dustin Gold Show. That's D-O-N-O-R-B-O-X dot org slash Dustin Gold Show. And you can leave a donation over there if you'd like to, folks. We'd really appreciate that with the Christmas season coming up because we need to continue to plug away. i got to put out a show a day to keep this train moving, ladies and gentlemen. So seriously, if you appreciate it, leave us a five-star review, drop us a donation, join pain.tv slash gold. Those are three ways that you can contribute to the growth of this show and the growth of my son's stomach because he needs to eat food eventually one day when he weans off of the breast milk all right so we are about to get into the world economic forum panel discussion on central bank digital currency let me just remind you folks who listened yesterday in episode 106 and for those of you just tuning in hosting this panel you'll be hearing julia chatterley she's an anchor from cnn i went through her background yesterday so if you're interested you can listen to episode 106 we have kristalina georgieva she is the director uh, managing director of the international monetary fund the imf we have francois villeroy de gallo he is the chair of the Bank for International Settlements, and he is also the governor of the Bank of France. That is their central bank. All right. Then we have Alex P. Lehman. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Or sorry, Axel P. Lehman. He is the chairman of the Board of Governors of Credit Suisse. And then we have, finally, on this panel, we have... The gentleman named Sethaput Suthawartnoraput. I'm not kidding. The last name has about 73 characters. He is the governor of the Bank of Thailand. That is Thailand's central bank. So to make things easy, folks, we are calling Julia julia we are calling Kristalina, the managing director of the International Monetary Fund, Krista. Uh, no, I'm calling her Chris. Chris, ladies and gentlemen. Francois Villeroy de Gallo. We are calling him Frank. Axel, we're going to just stick with Axel because that's easy. And then Seth Aput, we're calling Seth. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Julia, Chris, Frank, Axel, and Seth. So as we are going through this, and I need to pause, and I'll say, so-and-so just said this. Those are the names I'm going to refer to because their real names are too long, and it's going to get quite confusing, and it'll be a big, giant tongue twister over here, ladies and gentlemen. All right, so I'm going to pick up exactly where we left off. We are in the middle of Chris discussing the three types of digital currency. So she went through central bank digital currency, 
She talked about stable coins, which we reviewed here a few episodes ago. You can listen to that. And she discusses cryptocurrencies and that's about where she is right now i think they're going to applaud for her and then it's going to move on to another discussion so this was chris from the international monetary fund and uh, just to clarify so you have two people frank and seth from central banks you have chris from the international monetary fund and then you have axel from credit suisse he kind of represents the so-called private sector banks and you're going to see a little tension between frank the governor of the bank of france and director of bank for international settlements uh kind of hitting back and forth with Axel a little bit because it is my impression, my interpretation that the commercial banks kind of understand that they're going to be squeezed out of this equation in the coming years because central bank digital currency will basically be you and I dealing directly with the merchant with only the central bank in between and the commercial banks and such will be taken out of the equation so you'll start to feel a little tension there eventually i'll call it out when it happens i've watched this uh a few times ladies and gentlemen all right here we go let's pick it up with chris from the international monetary fund uh and that is our job we have a huge responsibility to do it well yes because sometimes the pips squeak and Mm -hmm. we're seeing that right now um I'm going to come back to you because you didn't actually answer my question on whether central banks can do this best, but I'm going to ruminate over that question. Francois, come in here. Loaded question. Where payments are concerned, do central banks have to be at the core of it? Or can private companies perhaps do a better job? I apologize. No, don't. I didn't answer it, but I know Francois will. No, you can do it. I apologize. I did not answer it, but I know Francois will. And if you don't like it, I will cut your throat. All right, so the person with the uh, seemingly British accent, that's Julia, the anchor from CNN, who is hosting the panel. And then the woman who talks like this, that is Chris from the International Monetary Fund. And then they're going to kick it over to Frank, Francois, the governor of the Bank of France and the, I think he was the director of Bank for International Settlements. Let's continue. You can do it now. Wait, wait. One sentence. One sentence. Yes. Central banks have a role. Private sector has a role. (laughs) Private sector innovates much better than 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 normally. Well, central banks innovate too, but private sector (laughs) works with innovation. But central banks can bring this finality of payments that private sector really cannot right okay 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 so that's a very important thing that chris from the imf said and uh, i want you actually to remember this because it's going to come back up in future uh, discussions here on the panel and it's really really important that you understand this because what she was saying is that the central banks, right, which are part of the governmental structure, I mean, we know they're private banks, just pretend it's part of the so-called public sector. The central banks can bring what they're going to say is trust and stability in the system. And they have the ability to uh, bring stability to the equation. While the so-called private sector is going to bring innovation, They are going to bring technology to the table. 
And that's what we're seeing with the company consensus and why I spent so much time reviewing it, researching it, dissecting it for you, is because the company consensus, they're working with the central banks and they're also working with so-called private sector partners like Visa and MasterCard and Microsoft and others. They purchased uh, software from J.P. Morgan Chase because they're the innovators. They're building the framework on top of Ethereum that's going to allow the distribution of central bank digital currency to people like you and me, the consumer, and also allow us to transfer it to the merchants, to the brick and mortar, to the e-commerce stores. And it's also going to be transferred back and forth between wholesalers and retailers and wholesalers and manufacturers and manufacturers and sellers of natural resources And then being able to um, put it back and forth between commercial banks and such. So they're talking about this. The private sector will bring the innovation. That's what we spent seven episodes showing you from the tech company side. Uh, And these partnerships with companies like Visa who have access to 80 million merchants. So if they could transfer CBDC, think about it, through the infrastructure that Visa's already created, then those 80 million merchants will easily get on board with the adoption of CBDC because it's... At least in the beginning, if you promise Dave's coffee shop that if he accepts, uh, you know, debit card payments or credit card payments, he's going to be able to turn those into a positive balance in his bank account and be able to spend that money and or take that money out of the ATM and cash and spend it. Well, if the same thing happens with CBDC... He doesn't care if you're spending CBDC as long as he can convert it into a spendable form of money, whether that be CBDC or convert it into his checking account at Wells Fargo or whether he can take that out of the bank in the form of cash and go spend it. He doesn't really care. And so that's why they're saying, and this is very important, this is one of the nuggets that we pull out of this. It sounds like something just whatever in passing. No, it's important because Chris from the International Monetary Fund makes the case right there that the private sector will bring the technological innovation while the central banks will provide the stability, the trust, the faith in the system. Now, obviously, I don't trust the central bank. I don't think you trust the central bank. But as we learned with COVID land, the high school theater production, it doesn't matter if we don't trust the science. They make you go along with it no matter what. They go outside and they say the sky is neon pink with gold stars. And you go, no, it is not. And they'll say it until you just say, fine, whatever. The sky is pink with gold stars. Or two plus two equals five. Two plus two equals five. And you sit there and you go, no, it's four. It's four. It's four. Until you just get so tired, you go, okay, it's five. Whatever. All right. And so whether you believe the central banks bring stability to the equation or not, this is their selling point. This is the marketing that goes behind this. And this isn't necessarily for you or me. They have to sell all the commercial bankers and the regulated non-banksters to get on board with this stuff. And that's how they're going to do it. Central banks will bring stability, faith, and trust in the system, while the private sector will be the ones to innovate, create the technology, and bring this stuff into full adoption. Ladies and gentlemen, when we get back, we'll pick it right back up where we left off. I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. 
Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. I am Dustin Gold. Welcome to school, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to school. If you know anyone who wants to understand how this technocracy works and the world that we're quickly moving into, send them our way, ladies and gentlemen. We truly appreciate that. We really do. All right, let's pick back up right here where we left off. Now Francois is going to say, oh, Crystal, <laughs> no, 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 no. so nonsense. <laughs> no, let, let me be very short, uh, starting about the fact that you mentioned, Julia, that currency is about trust yeah. for centuries, and it's about technological innovations for centuries also. Okay, so this is Frank. He is the uh, governor of the Bank of France and also the chair of the Bank for International Settlements. And he said that central banks or currency, he was saying currency, uh, we've had to have trust in currency for centuries and with the technology, the innovation that goes along with cons- currency. All right, let's continue. Member of the bank notes. <laughs> no, none of us was alive two or three centuries ago, but it was a tremendous technological progress yes. for central bank currency at that time. And in order to have the best of trust, which comes f- more from central bankers and the public side, and technological innovation, which comes more from the private sector, there is a partnership. Mm. And for decades, there has been a partnership in issuing money and in organizing the payment system. Okay, okay, pause there. Now, you just heard him reiterate what Chris from the International Monetary Fund said, that the public side, the central banks, the supposed public side, um work in partnership with the so-called private side that are the innovators who build the technology and they have been in partnership for decades all right so this is the chair of the bank for international settlements admitting that and the um managing director of the international monetary fund uh chris all right so you've got that now now you could agree with it not agree with it but the heads of the controlling bodies that make all the rules that are creating the central bank digital currency just said that the public and private sectors work in partnership together and that the public side brings trust and the private side brings innovation let's continue uh so one word about crypto mm. and one word about CBDC on this partnership. Crypto, I always speak of crypto assets and not cryptocurrencies and not by chains because as Kristalina just said, they are not a reliable currency. They are not a reliable mean of payment in order to be a currency. Somebody must be responsible for the value. Nobody is responsible for the value of cryptos. And it must be accepted universally as a means of exchange. It's not. Okay, so you hear what he's saying? He's talking about uh, why crypto is not a currency. 
And he's saying someone has to be in charge of the value. It has to be accepted universally as payment. Uh, otherwise, it is not a currency. That's what he's saying. Let's continue. The more interesting story is probably CBDC. Uh, and here, I say it for Axel and for all the industry, we also have to build a partnership. I know there are some worries from banks saying, look, we play a role at not, not from Credit Suisse, for sure. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Which I'm glad. We're not going to get Okay, so right here, folks, if you're just in the audio only audience, this is what I'm talking about. The video audience of pain.tv slash gold saw it. Uh, right away, you have Frank here, the uh, chair of the Bank for International Settlements and the governor of the Bank of France. He throws a little jab over at Axel, who is the uh, chair of Bank Suisse, who's representing the so-called private sector in this conversation, right? So he gives him a little jab uh, saying that CBDC, central bank digital currency, you know, that's the big story. And we understand we have to work in partnership with the so-called private sector. And they basically think that they're going to get stomped out. He kind of pushes Axel on his shoulder. He says, of course not from uh, uh, Credit Suisse. No, 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 no. You know, and so you start to see this. It, it, I mean, it's all in good fun. You know, you've got these uh, bankster scumbags up here poking a little jabs back and forth at each other. But you can see the tension build between them. Saying, look, we issue commercial bank currency, which is true. All of us have credit cards with mm -hmm. bank currency. And we are more or less uh, very active in the payment system. It doesn't mean that in the future, commercial banks should disappear from that. But we have to build a partnership in order to give to citizens mm. and to give also to corporates and financial institutions. Okay, let's pause there for a second. So see... What he's doing, what Frank is doing there, is he says to Axel, now he's not just speaking to Axel from Credit Suisse, he's speaking to a whole industry that's going to sit around and watch this stuff. They don't count on people like you or I watching this. This is for the people in the industry. He is saying, don't worry, we, the central bankers... Uh, and the Bank for International Settlements are not going to squeeze out the commercial banks. I know you're worried about this. You're going to get squeezed out because once the transaction between the consumer, you and me, and the merchant, you know, Dave's Bagel Shop, and the central bank is only in, is in the only one in the middle now between the transaction, the commercial banks are afraid they're going to be squeezed out. And so he has to reassure Axel, all the Axels out there, I don't know, there could be millions of people that work within the commercial bank industry, that don't worry, we're not going to squeeze you out. We need you to play ball. And they're creating buy-in by saying, we're going to give you a seat at the table if you play ball. We need your innovation. We need your technology. We need your infrastructure to bring this to fruition, the central bank digital currency. But don't worry, in the end, we're not going to screw you over and push you out. We're going to give you a seat at the table. That's what he's saying. Now, we would not be able to understand this at all 
without having done the last seven episodes. I wouldn't. I would not be able to analyze this the way that I am right now unless I completely understood what was going on. And that was all the research we did over the last seven episodes. So that's why I do this stuff in this order. Otherwise, I would watch a 60-minute, uh, no, it's a 45-minute panel discussion. I would sit here and watch it, and I would pull out the one thing, and I'd say, look, look, they talk about a, a hand uh, chip. And then I'd miss all the other important stuff. This is all very important. All right, let's continue. Still access to central bank currency with the best technology. We, we, we cannot have the technology on one side, cryptos, mm -hmm. and trust on the other side, old-style central bank currency. Let us keep it together. It's okay, so you see what he said there? So we can't have the commercial side, cryptocurrencies and the technology that comes with cryptocurrencies. That's blockchain, that's smart contracts, that's building on the Ethereum protocol. We can't have that on one side and then central bank digital currencies coming out of the central banks on the other side. We need to marry the two together. We need to marry the two systems together, folks. That's what he's saying all right let's continue because there's a million ways i could take this um but obviously proponents of crypto would say look we lost trust in in central banks a long time ago you've inflated your own uh, my impression away. julia is more than in recent weeks citizens have lost trust in cryptos but um, i'm, I'm broader financial market. More, more than in central banks without <laughs> any doubt um, i know but you're Okay, and put this into context, this is back in June 2022, there had just been a uh, major crypto crash. So Frank is referring to the crypto crash and saying now people have lost faith in crypto, not in the central banks. Let's continue. And he's laughing and giggling. Remember, this is all insiders here. They're talking about people's money, wealth that you build up. You know, they just laugh about it. They don't care. All right, let's continue. Now in charge of restraining some of the reasons like inflation, but I mean, again, a different panel. Um, I hear you. Um, there's a lot in there. What, um, what the heck is yeah. going on? Yeah. What the heck? No, because we run out of time to ask. Okay, I will tell you. Question. I tell you all what this is. Okay, so she's going to Axel now. He is the chairman of the board of Credit Suisse. He's representing the so-called private sector here, the commercial banks. All right, let's continue. Going. No. <laughs> Look, I think... Um, is there a, I mean, it's nascent technology, relatively. Yes. So we can answer the question on a different panel again about whether the stability comes as technology improves. I mean, in the private sector too, but... but you know, CBDCs, whatever they look like in the future, they're not necessarily going to be the holy grail. There are many options no. and will come right. to it, be it fast payments, be it alternatives. I guess what I'm asking today is for, for the majority of people that are what the heck about crypto, never mind what's going on, what central banks are offering and what, what the options are going to be one day. Um, how do we need to think about this today? Yeah, I think it's the way I look at it is, you know, what is... What do we try to fix? What do we try right, to address? And when you go back and you said it roughly some 10 years ago or eight years ago here at the WEF, it was blockchain and that will revolutionize and banks are gone and everything will be completely different. We are still here, fortunately. So glad that I can sit here on that, uh, on that chair. Government. Okay, so he's saying eight, 10 years ago at the World Economic Forum panel, 
blockchain was the hot item and the discussion was that commercial banks would be gone everything would be done on this digital ledger and he said i'm still sitting here we're still standing strong right so that's what he is saying he's just making his case that blockchain did not replace all of the commercial banks let's continue so you had then obviously as Kristalina clearly said you know cryptocurrencies crypto assets that's one thing then the stable or not so stable coins in the middle and now we talk about central bank digital currencies so central banks strongly feel at least in certain jurisdiction there's a certain need that needs to be addressed and i think we didn't talk about yet there are two ways on central bank digital currency okay so let me just stop for a second i i know i i need you to hear their voices now so whether you can understand their accents or not doesn't matter you need to understand their uh just like who these guys are their attitude their demeanor so what he's talking about again is you have the three forms of digital currency you've got cryptocurrencies and crypto assets then in the middle you have the stable coins or not so stable coins and then you have the central bank digital currency and now he's going to break down which no one has done yet uh central bank digital currency let's continue this one is the more the wholesale piece so basically our interactions as a commercial bank with the with the with the central bank and here i would say it makes a lot of sense this is new technology coming in we can talk about it advantage disadvantage but at the end it's an efficiency game and maybe it's a security game makes a lot of sense a completely different ball game it is when you start to talk about the retail you know central bank uh, 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 digital uh, currency not because it's digital I, I i can pay this digital with my mobile it has nothing to do with central bank digital currency but i think the fundamental change is the underlying business model is as i as a retail customer as a citizen will have an account with the central bank i don't have just an account with a commercial bank i have it with the central bank which has a lot of advantages for me it's safe it feels good but uh, yeah there are some challenges uh, with this because the central bank is ultimately you know it's a it's a public office uh, commercial banks are under a commercial regime central banks are not under a commercial regime what about interest rates on an account like that when things are going well how does this look like oh on a bank run how does this look like is this accelerating the bank run because i have a safe account with somebody so these are then the fundamental question. That's why I think it's excellent to see that 90%, 87, I think, uh, central banks are, are looking into that and mm -hmm. try. And uh, we need to figure out how that all can work. But having said what is ongoing, I think we are now, what, for 10 years, 15 years in that new technology, blockchain. We see now the, whoop, the market is collapsing. Okay, uh, let's see in five or 10 years, something will survive something will survive and i think we should all make sure we understand what that will be okay okay let's pause right there i let that go instead of busting in so what he was explaining and this is axel he is the chairman of the uh credit suisse representing the so-called private sector the commercial banks and so he broke down now cryptocurrency and we learned this i think in the last seven episodes the two parts of cryptocurrency you have wholesale and retail and wholesale is going to be the transactions just think about it in simple terms the transactions between the commercial banks 
and the central bank and he said okay i can see a place for that with technology is it going to be faster transactions is it going to add more cyber security okay we can look at that then he says we have the retail side so if central bank digital currency you have the wholesale side and the retail side the retail side would be you and i using central bank digital currency to purchase from dave's donut shack all right and so what he's saying is if you're using cbdc at this point now you have essentially an account directly with the central bank which as he says is a so-called public side right so you'd have an account directly with the central bank instead of with your commercial bank and as he says correctly you're already using digital currency when you're shopping at the store, right? If you're paying with Apple Pay, you're using your debit card, you're using your credit card, that's all digital. You're not using cash, but that's commercial bank currency, right? That's between you and Chase, you and Wells Fargo, you and uh, Bank of America, whatever it is that you use, TD Bank, small banks, whatever that may be. That's a form of digital currency, but this CBDC would be you having an account directly with the central bank. And as he said, how does this work? How do the interest rates work on the accounts? How does all this come together? And then he points out that 10 years ago, blockchain was the big thing. He's still sitting on the stage, the commercial bank representative. And he said, now you're seeing this market crash of blockchains and cryptocurrencies. Again, this is six months ago. And he said, so let's wait another five, 10 years and see who's still standing on this stage, making the case that the commercial banks will still stand and the central banks needing access to the innovation, the technology, the partnerships for the infrastructure from the commercial banks and the regulated non-banks in order to make cbdc work so as i said you're going to start to see a little tension between these guys this if it's real if it's authentic uh, i don't necessarily believe it is but if it's authentic it's a good thing this means there's a power struggle going on between the central bankers and the commercial banks not that the commercial banks are great people not that we ever necessarily wanted to have the system we have today nor do you understand how we got here uh, because a lot of things change going back from 1913 but but if there's a power struggle between the two now and the commercial banks can do a pushback on the central bankers it may be longer before they have a full rollout of central bank digital currency than the central bankers would like to have all right that's a plus for us that's a plus for us these are the little tidbits we're going to pick up through listening to and analyzing these panel discussions as we start to try to figure out what a timeline looks like. I was texting back and forth with Wide Awake Jim today and last night about this, telling him that my goal here at the Dustin Gold Standard, in which we want him to play a role in, is to help develop a timeline of when the various stages, phases of the rollout are coming so that we can help listeners start to make better decisions in their life as to when they think the rug pull is coming in their particular situation. So whether you're looking to protect your 401k, your IRA, money you have in a savings account, money you have in a checking account, cash you have in your backyard, uh, whether or not you should go say screw it i'm buying three acres out in west virginia i don't care if it has a house i'd rather sit on that than have my money in my 401k so you can start to make 
all of these decisions. And I'm not a finance guy, so I have to be careful. I'm not giving you advice. I'm just trying to present all this to you so that you can make better decisions in your life and ask your financial planners and such better questions. And if I can play a part in that, helping you make better decisions, then I really feel good about what we're doing here at the Dustin Gold Standard. Ladies and gentlemen, when we get back from this break, we are going to get further into this World Economic Forum June 2022 panel discussion on central bank digital currency. I'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. 